So indeed it's a privilege and an honor to be here. Uh, all praises to our Lord and Lord alone. So it is because of His grace and mercy and compassion we are not consumed and uh, you know He's been so gracious to us. And thank you so much uh, for the church, especially the uh, pastor of this church, the elders, for uh, giving this opportunity, for allowing us to come and worship with you, and uh, for giving me an opportunity to stand here as an instrument for our uh, living God. So I hope that uh, the time we spend here, the Lord would speak to us, He would challenge us. And he would minister to us. So why don't we just quickly look to him and ask so that he would, uh, you know, he would clearly speak to us and we would go out of this room as challenged Christians. Dear God, our loving Heavenly Father, we come before you through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Once again, we thank you, Lord, for your Son, our Lord Jesus, for his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. Lord, through which... Lord, with, we are so privileged and with boldness, Lord, we are seated here this morning. Lord, we are a chosen nation. We are a chosen generation. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have attained through your Son, our Lord Jesus. Even at this time, as we listen to your word, we pray, Lord, that you would clearly, clearly speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One, uh, one day... On a Sunday, the preacher said to his congregation, How long am I going to stand and preach? I'm tired of standing and preaching. I want to sit and preach today. And one member of the congregation said, Pastor, how many days are we going to sit and listen to your sermons? Can we lie down and listen to your sermon? (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen. Because we are listening to... The living word. The word which is sent forth will never return void without fulfilling its purpose for which it is sent forth. How many of you believe that? It's active and it's powerful. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, Steve asked me to quickly share my testimony. I don't want to spend too much time talking on my, you know, on my testimony. I would rather talk about a living Lord than my life experiences. You know, it was during my, my uh, college days, I, I was terribly troubled in life. And one thing that to this day that troubles me is when I see injustice around me. My wife, you know, maybe Robbie has noticed that. Every time I see injustice around me, I would not think of the consequences. I would immediately jump into the, you know, I would jump and I want to do something. That is, it's always been my nature. So when I was in my college days, I, you know, I was so troubled by the inequality in Indian society. You know, there is so many divisions, you know, class divisions, caste divisions, exploitations, untouchability, you know, uh, corruption, so many things that happen in an Indian society and that troubles us so much. So, you know, I was so troubled and I wanted to do something about this. So I tried 
so many, uh, you know, um, methods. For example, for some days, I was very active into um, a political party. You know, in, in fact, I had contested elections, I had won, and I was very active. And then that did not solve the problem. I thought if I have some power, I would be able to stand and fight justice. But politics did not help me. And then I tried many uh, Eastern uh, mysticism. You know, I tried uh, a little bit of occultism. I tried a little bit of Eastern mysticism. And all these never helped me. I tried and tried. I thought if I have some sort of an empowerment, I will be able to fight injustice, fight corruption, help the poor, etc., etc. But that never helped. And, you know, towards the end of my college days, I was caught up in so many problems and troubles. I thought, to cut short my story, I thought, you know, to cut short my story now, I thought, it's better I finish my life and that's it. Enough of all the problems. Problem within and problem from outside. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to struggle with this. I want to finish my life. On that particular day, I had the privilege of attending a crusade. And the, and the preacher very clearly spoke about life after death. He said, if you die tonight, where is your eternity going to be? Where is your eternity going to be? It hit me so hard. It hit me so hard. I gave my life to Christ. And ever since that, you know, I've been trying to live, you know, there have been ups and downs, there have been failures, but I've been trying to live to glorify our Lord. So that's my short testimony. Are you following my English? Yes. Any problems? Okay. Now, today I thought we'll talk about disappointments in life. Disappointments in life. We all, no matter from which society you come from, you might be highly qualified. You might have all the resources in this world. You know, I was in Dubai and the, and the pastor there, he was telling me one of the biggest problems that is affecting the Arab, Arab children is they are into drug. They are all drug addicts. They have plenty of money, crores of money, and they do not know what to do. They are so frustrated in life. They are becoming drug addicts. So there is an element of disappointment in everybody's life. No one can say, no, there is no disappointment in my life. I am happy all the time. There is no down in my life. Everything is up in my life all the time. No one can say that. Can anyone say that? It can be an emotional disappointment. It can be a physical disappointment. Disappointments can manifest in many ways. Now what does scripture teach about disappointments? There are many incidents from the Bible. Men and women of God who had disappointments in their life. But how their disappointments turn to be God's appointment. Now one thing I want to say. Disappointments can become fertile ground for doubts and fears. Disappointments can become fertile ground 
for doubts and fears. If as a Christian, when we go through a disappointing or a desponding time, and if we don't look to God, and we don't hear what God wants to say to us in that situation, that can lead, that can become disastrous. There are, there are a few men and women of God, you know, men of God from the Bible I chose who had disappointments in their life, but how their disappointments turned out to be appointments with God, appointment with God, and also how that disappointment glorified God and how God's purpose was fulfilled through that disappointment. We all know the life of Joseph. Yeah? We all know the life of Joseph. He was a pretty young man. His brothers were very jealous about him. And what did they do to him? One day, when his father had asked Joseph to go and see the well-being of their brothers, innocent young man, innocent young boy, he took food, he went to see his brothers. But his brothers were so hard-hearted. Initially, they threw him in the pit. But Reuben was so against, his brother Reuben was against, and his brother Judah was against. So eventually what they did was, they sold him to merchants from Egypt. Yeah? Joseph was sold to some Ishmaelites who were traveling that side. And from there, Joseph was sold into, you know, he, he went to be a slave in Potiphar's house. And we all know what happened there. He ended up in prison. And there in the prison, there were two other prisoners with him. The chief baker and the chief cupbearer. And these two people had very disturbing dreams. Very disturbing dreams. But Daniel was able to inter- interpret those dreams and the dreams came to be true. And Daniel, uh, sorry, Joseph told the chief cupbearer, when you get a chance, please don't forget me, talk to the Pharaoh about me. But the chief cupbearer forgot about what Daniel had interpreted. But a day came when the Pharaoh himself had a dream and there was no one to interpret. There was no one to interpret. And Joseph had the opportunity to interpret and his dreams came. It, it, It did come to pass and it was true. So God had a big purpose in the life of Joseph from pit to palace, from pit to prison to palace. God had a big purpose. You know what uh, um, uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph says in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, you in, intended to harm me, but God intended, intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And he also says, do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was 
to save the lives that God sent me ahead. It was not you who sent me here, but God. Joseph, Joseph was clearly tuned to what, or he was willing to what God was do, uh, you know, what God was willing to do in his, he was willing to accept what God was willing to do in his life. And that enabled him to be a governor of that state. And later on, he helped to save the lives of many. So how many times, you know, we go through Joseph's situation in life. So helpless, so disappointing, so frustrating. But, you know, the end, definitely God had a purpose. There's another incident in the Bible from the life of Moses and his father-in-law's family. You know, Moses had a, you know, he kills an Egyptian and he flees to Median. He flees to Median. And one day he was sitting by the side of a well. You know, you can read this, Exodus chapter 2. If you have your Bible, Exodus chapter 2, verse 15, 16 and 21. Now Moses was sitting by the side of the well. Jethro's daughters, they used to come to fetch water from that well. And every time they went to fetch water from the well, some shepherds used to come and trouble them. But And Moses was sitting by the well and he was noticing the way those, those daughters of Jethro being harassed by some shepherds. Immediately, Moses, he, he, he intervenes and he helps those girls to draw water as quick as possible. And these girls, they go home and tell, you know, and their father asks, how come you're so early today? Every time you went to fetch water, you came late. But today, you are so early. And they say, we found, you know, an Egyptian helped us. An Egyptian helped us. Now, why didn't you invite him to the house? And immediately, they invite Moses to their house. And Moses becomes the son-in-law of Jethro. He, he marries, he marries one of Jethro's daughter, Zipporah. Now what I want to say was, it was very, maybe it would have been very frustrating for those girls every day. Some shepherds coming and disturbing them. They go and wait by the well side and they are not able to get water on time. Every day, frustration. Every day, disappointment. But that disappointment had a purpose. And that purpose was Zipporah, the daughter of Jethro, she becomes the wife of Moses. And the Lord had chosen Moses to bring out the people of Israel from the bondage of Egypt. What a big privilege it was. Those girls could have got frustrated. But God had a purpose. Even in that little disappointment where those shepherds used to come and trouble those girls. How many times we have situations where we are troubled, where we are mocked, where we are, where we are criticized, where we, where, where we face troubles and problems. But my dear brothers and sisters, 
everything that happens in your life and if you are walking according to the will of God you are walking by his promises and if you are fulfilling his words properly in your life things that happen do not happen without a purpose God allows every situation in your life and that situation will turn out to glorify him so my dear brothers and sisters i want to challenge you i want to encourage you if you are in a disappointed situation do not give up do not give up tune your life tune your ears focus your eyes to what god wants to say to you there's another beautiful incident from 1 samuel chapter 9 verse 3 6 15 and 17 1 samuel chapter 9 verse 3 6 15 and 17 it's a beautiful incident here we see so uh, kish the father of saul some of his donkeys go missing if you know this incident some of his donkeys go missing so he asks he asks saul will you take one of your one of our servants and go in search of these donkeys so saul if you read if you read it's it's a beautiful incident so saul what he does is he listens to his father he takes one of their servants they go in search of those donkeys three days again frustration disappointment they were not able to find those donkeys and saul looks to the servant and he says why don't we go back why do we have to toil here now the our father will get worried about our lives why do we have to spend looking for those donkeys why don't we give up why don't we go back but the servant says to saul saul sir there's a man of god in this place there's a man of god in this place why don't we go and see him maybe he will guide us to the right place he will guide us to the right place saul says agrees and then you know they they go and meet samuel now god had already spoken to samuel i'm going to send a man and he's saul and he is going to be the king of israel and if you if you read those verses that i mentioned 1 samuel chapter 9 verse 3 6 15 and 17 the lord had had preordained everything saul goes and meets samuel and samuel god had fold foretold samuel i'm going to send a man he's going to be saul and he's going to save the people of israel from philistines disappointment lost donkeys how long we are we going to spend our time here but that disappointment they had an appointment with prophet samuel my dear brothers and sisters maybe there's something missing in your life and you're trying to search that search for the for that don't give up don't lose your heart in every disappointment god had a purpose you know saul was ordained by samuel another beautiful incident 
is from Second Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 2 and 14. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 2 and 14. A young Israelite girl was taken as a captive to the house. She, she was she was taken as captive by the by the uh, uh, by some raiders, and she was she ended up in the house of Naaman, who was the army commander. She was a young slave, and she ended up in Naaman's house. She was a slave from. Israel, you know, she was taken as a slave and she ended up in Naaman's house. A young girl. Now there would have been big frustration. Why did the Lord allow me to be kidnapped? Why did I come and end up here? Lonely. I'm a slave here. I have to work for this family. I have to toil for this, for my mistress. And Naaman was afflicted by leprosy. Naaman was affected by leprosy. Now that girl used that situation. She told to her mistress, if only our master goes to Elisha, if only a master goes and sees Elisha, his leprosy will get cured. What a disappointment, what a disappointing situation in that young girl's life. She did not give up. She used that opportunity. Now God had used, had taken her to Naaman's house. And she was instrumental in helping Naaman to go and seek Elisha. Now what what happens? Naaman listens to what the girl said. He goes and he finds Elisha. He t- he takes a ba- he takes uh, he, he, he and he's cured of leprosy. He's cured of leprosy. What a situation! What a disappointing situation in the life of that young girl. But that young young girl used that disappointing situation to glorify God. How many times we are thrown? In situations where we find ourselves to be lonely. Where we find ourselves to be discouraged. Discouraging situation. My dear brothers and sisters. Please be open to God's working in your life. If you are in a disappointing situation. If you are in a discouraging situation. God has some purpose for you. Another beautiful incident is taken from uh, Luke chapter 5. We all know this incident. The incident where the Lord has an encounter with Peter. The Lord has an encounter with Peter. The Lord has an encounter with Peter. Now Lord Jesus, he goes and stands by the by the shore of Gennesaret and he starts preaching. There were two fishermen They were mending their nets. They were so disappointed. All night they were fishing. They did not catch one fish. They were mending and washing their nets. Here stands our Lord Jesus and is preaching to the crowd. And one was Peter. 
he looks to Peter. Peter, go and cast your net. And Peter says, Lord, all night I was fishing and we did not catch one. But because you say so, I will do it. And then they obey the Lord. And then there was a huge catch. Again, the disappointing situation in Peter's life. If only Peter had caught fishes, he would have, you know, he would have quickly removed all the fishes. He would have ran to the market to sell them and make some money. But because there was a disappointing situation, Peter had to stay there and he had an encounter with Lord Jesus. And later on, he became a firebrand disciple, a firebrand apostle for our Lord Jesus. I don't know what your disappointing situation in your life is. Some frustration that is troubling you. Some discouraging situation that is bringing you down in your spiritual life. But I'm telling you, all things work. You know, Romans 8.28 says, shall we all say this verse together? All things work together for good to those who love and serve Him faithfully. So every situation in your life, my dear brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you. Every situation in your life, if you love the Lord and if you are faithful to Him, it works for the good and to glorify Him. Do you believe this? Amen. Amen. Every situation, every situation, the Lord works for the good to those who love Him and those who are faithful to Him. There's one uh, incident that I would like to tell from our own uh, mission field. This happened a couple of years back. Our uh, Nehemiah missionaries, you know, they went and did some ministry, uh, tracts distribution. And then one girl called Lakshmi, she comes from her, uh, from the, from the upper caste of the society. And this is from uh, Orissa, a very difficult part of India to work, to, to preach the gospel. She became a Christian after, after reading the gospel literature. She became a Christian after reading the gospel literature. And there was a big change in her life. We have this, uh, we have honor killing in India. Like if, you know, we, we, you have this caste divisions. If a lower caste boy marries an upper caste girl and the families won't agree, they will kill them. They will eliminate. Every day this happens. If an upper caste boy, you know, socially, uh, you know, caste wise, if an upper caste boy marries a, a lower caste girl, there will be disagreement between families and either, either of them can be killed. And this is happening in a large scale in India. So this girl became a Christian. And the family did not like this. How can you go to a new religion? For generations we have been Hindus. How can you become a Christian? This is not a religion of this land. But Lakshmi was very strong in her faith. And she persisted. The parents thought the best way is to eliminate her. The best way? Talking. We cannot convince her. We will finish her off. 
So they poisoned her food one day. They gave, they, they mixed poison in her food. And Lakshmi, innocently she had the food, but nothing happened. Nothing happened. And the family was a bit surprised. They thought maybe they, the poison was ineffective or it, it did not mix well or it, that, that kind of poison did not suit Lakshmi well. So they tried another poison. Again, nothing happened. No exaggeration. This happened in Orissa in, in Nehemiah mission field. Second time, the poison failed. The third time, again, they used a very deadly pesticide. They mixed it in a food and gave it to her. The third time also, nothing happened. Nothing happened. The, her parents were terribly shaken. And the whole family, they became Christians. The whole family became Christians. It was a disappointing situation for Lakshmi. What was disappointing? The persecution, the opposition, all the humiliation was disappointing to her. But she persisted in that. And that made those, made her parents and family to think to kill her. But God turned that way to glorify his name. And eventually they all became Christians. So every, every disappointment in a life, God has a purpose. There are several verses in the Bible. He says, you will grieve, but your grief will turn into joy. That is from John 16 verse 20. Uh, you know, again, Romans chapter, uh, John chapter 16 verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world you will have trouble. Even one day when Lord Jesus told his fishermen, his disciples, we will go to the other side. When they went to the other side, on Jesus' uh, command, their boat was rocked. But that again, you know, they were challenged when Jesus stopped the, the, the fiery wind and the storm. The faith of the disciples was challenged. So every disappointment in our life, God works it so that, you know, it becomes, we have an appointment with God. We learn, you know, we, we, we move to a higher spiritual level and through that, God's name is glorified. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge this church, you know. There's a big responsibility before you. Big, huge responsibility. You know, on one side, I have a big, big respect for England. One big, big respect. If today I'm standing here and speaking, it is because of pioneer missionaries from England. People like William Ward, Thomas Raglan. You know, Thomas Raglan, he worked in places like Tinnavelli, Sri, uh, um, uh, uh, Sivagasi in India. When he went as a missionary from England, there was not one Christian there. There was not one Christian. Thomas Ragland, he was a Cambridge student. He went from England to India. He went to a place in 18th century where there was no Christian. He had no place to stay. 
At the end of the day, what he used to do is, he used to take his hat and walk to the streets and people will pour porridge and he used to drink that. But he persisted, he persisted. And in that area now, there are hundreds and thousands of Christians. It is because of the hard toil and obedience to the call of the Lord to go as a missionary to India and preach the gospel tirelessly. And as a result, hundreds and thousands of people have become Christians. William Carey, when he sailed to India, his son died on the way. They had to throw their little baby into the sea. And they, they sailed persistently. Hundreds and hundreds of people became Christians in Calcutta. There was a practice in India called Sati. If the husband dies, the wife will be thrown into the funeral pyre. And the wife has to be killed. You know, they, they burn bodies in India. When the wife is, when the husband is burned, the wife, she'll be thrown into the funeral pyre. And she has to die. And William Carey was responsible for stopping that system in India. And who, from where he was from? He was from the same country, England. Amy Carmichael, she went and pioneered many schools in, you know, in, in Thinal Valley, like Donavur Fellowship. Joshua Marshman, City Stud, Henry Martin, so many pioneer missionaries. They went and toiled in my country. They came and toiled in my country. And as a result of their faithful service to the Lord, they were able to win hundreds of people. They established hospitals. They established schools. But I'm, I'm very happy about that. But the sad thing is, this nation is slowly turning from the Savior. From the Savior. Slowly turning. When I see the godly remnant here, when I came here and I saw the godly remnant here, the, 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 you know, the godly people worshipping here, my heart was touched. Oh Lord, you have left so many people to follow you faithfully in this country. Lord, will you not revive this nation? That was my prayer even when I was flying on the plane. When I stepped into Heathrow and I was driving here, Lord... Restore the spiritual heritage of this country. Please restore the spiritual heritage of this country. We need that spiritual heritage. We need again missionaries. Let the young generation read the biographies of all those pioneer missionaries who went and toiled in the farthest ends of this world. That was my, you know, that is... Something every time when I, when I come, it, it disap- disappoints me and discourages me. What is happening to this country? But don't think I'm criticizing you. I have, I have a big heart for this nation. I love this nation. I'm not criticizing you, but I just want to challenge you that we all need to pray so that this lost spiritual heritage is restored. Do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? Yeah. So we'll, we'll pray. You know, I, I can challenge you. There are several incidents where the Lord, you know, listens to our prayer. When Robbie and uh, Steve came, you know, I, I love brother Steve. He's a humble 
very humble brother, very, you know, uh, a brother who, who's passionate for the gospel. He came and, so, you know, he personally witnessed our mission to the Muslims. I have a big, big burden for the Muslims because they are growing, growing in a big way in the world. I was telling Robbie, you know, we, we, we need to become, you know, if we have to win this world, we, some of us have to become Christian militants, you know. Don't take it in a negative sense, you know. Our, you know, we have to become like a, you know, like a militant style. We have to work that passionately for the Lord. And, you know, we started work amongst Muslims in India. And some of them are very, very tough Muslims. They were, some of them were in prison for planting bombs in India. But, you know, the Lord opened way and I, with my team, was able to build bridges, visit them, visit them, visit them, speak to them. And more than every everything, you know, wrote a big list of all the names. When walking, when traveling, when, in, when having free time, always mention those names and pray that the Lord would touch. You know, there are two or, you know, a few, one girl, she became a Christian who became, who came to our center. She became a Christian. There are few other, uh, hardcore people, you know, they phone, they phone me a few, uh, few weeks back and said, you know, we're going through some terrible problem. Can you please pray to Isha Nabi? Please pray to, and who are these people? Hardcore Muslims. If the, if the Lord can touch those people, I'm sure, the Lord can touch people in this country also. So I want to challenge you, my dear brothers and sisters. If you are in a disappointing situation, don't lose hope. Another thing is, our Lord is on the throne. He was, He is, and He will, He will, be, he will continue to be. In another few months, Obama will become ex-president. Obama will become ex-president. But our Lord will never become Ex-Lord. He will be Lord for all ages. He will be Lord for all ages. He is still on the throne. He will be on the throne. And nothing, nothing can shake him or remove him from the throne. On the other side, even if the whole world says he is not the Lord, he will be the Lord. He doesn't need our vote. He doesn't need our support from, for, for him. He will be the Lord. So whom we are serving? The King of Kings. Whom we are serving? The Lord of Lords. So passionately, let us become firebrands. You know, let us pray for perishing and dying souls and let us win them for the Lord. May the Lord bless these few words. May God bless you. Thank you once again for inviting uh, to this church, giving this uh, privilege and honor to be an instrument for the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Should we all pray? Dear God, our loving Heavenly Father, 
Once again, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, it's because of your Son, our Lord Jesus, we have this privilege to come and worship you, to offer our praises to you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this church and all the members of this church. Lord, thank you, Lord, for uh, knowing them. Thank you, Lord, for saving them. Thank you, Lord, for giving them. Lord, the grace, showering your grace to be your children in this nation. I want to pray for this church in the days to come. Let all their programs be, Lord, led by you. Let all their vision, Lord, to reach out to people, Lord, let it have your blessings and let it have, let it have your approval, Lord. I pray for the elders and pastors of this church, the pastor of this church and the sisters fellowship, the children's ministry, Lord, the youth fellowship. I pray for all, Lord, the ministry of this church. Pray, Lord, that you would bless this church in a big and mighty way. Pray for the, Lord, the neighbors who live in this community. Lord, let our life and light, let it affect them. And Lord, let them also come and join soon, Lord. Pray, Lord, for the, 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 uh, uh, the Prime Minister, the Member of Parliament, Lord, the Council members in this nation. I pray, Lord, that they would not, they would not remove, Lord, they would not be instrumental in further removing the, the godliness of this nation, Lord. We Once again, thank you, Lord, for the pioneer missionaries who went from this country to India and other places. We thank you, Lord, for their lives. Their sacrifice. Pray, Lord, that we would we would uh, we would uh, read their life stories, and Lord, we be challenged to live as firebrand Christians for you. Bless this church once again. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen.